The Union 0430 is brought to you by Real Geese, the most technologically advanced silhouettes ever produced. Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here. Episode 50. I've been bragging about this all week. I've been all kinds of these awesome videos coming in. And as promised, episode 50, we've got the full crew with us tonight. And the man all the way from Maryland. Mr. <laughs> Jeff Coates. Hey, and we even got him while he was still eating dinner. So we still well, got, to, we got to、uh, see some torture, some of those delicious ribs he was doing. I got to start this show off, Dave. Boys, I, I cannot thank you enough for the past year. This is the one year anniversary. So a year ago, when we started this, When I reached out to you and said, Hey, listen, I, I want to do this. Do you want to jump on? Do you, do you think you can make time once a week to come on and have a chat? And, and we'll do this thing and let's see where it goes. I remember first when we started it, we were just going to do it for the summer up until duck season. And then we were going to stop. And we said, No,、nope, we're not doing it. Once hunting season starts, we're stopping to do it. And we kept going. And it's been a year, 50 episodes. This is. Episode three for Jeff, I believe it is. Thank you very much. It is. I appreciate you having me on. Bam. We got it. 50 episode, boys. I can't believe it. I can't believe that we actually like it's still going. And we've got people like Jeff that continue to come back. And, we have, and we're still having fun. So, you know, and we got like real geese that's jumped on board now and, and, and a couple more that's, 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 Hanging on the door. So it's, it's awesome. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, episode 50, one year anniversary. It is going to be a special show. We've got some giveaways, some contests to do. We'll get through those tonight, but, you know, we still got to carry on. And, and listen, Jeff, you are a busy, busy man. There's all kinds of stuff happening down your way. Talk to us about Pit Boss World Headquarters, buddy. First off, congratulations, episode number 51 year, the Punisher, you know, Punisher Waterfowl, the Union 0430 podcast. Guys, thanks for having me back on. I, I struggle with the Punisher, or is it just Punisher Waterfowl? That's what I struggle with. Punisher Waterfowl. But you can、and、call I, it the Punisher Waterfowl, whatever you want, buddy. Never say I stuttered with that. When I put the my Facebook, I heard it put the in front of it, and I knew that's not right. It's all good, buddy. It's all good. What is going on here? It's.、Um, This is the first time that I've actually sat in the sun and done this because generally, typically, as I recall in the past, like it was kind of getting dark here, like、yeah. definitely with change and that type of stuff.、Um, but our, our, our weather trend has been cooler, which I'm not complaining. I'm just going to explain and say it's been cooler, which I'm, I'm a big fan of.、Uh, I'm sitting here with shorts and flip flops on, but like I'd much rather this weather with no humidity than.、Uh, You know, it being 10, 15 degrees cooler. I'm sorry, warmer with, with it being humid, but the Pitfalls World Headquarters. That's what you asked about, correct? Yes, sir. So this all started. This, 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 is, this is the kind of person I am where like stuff happens. Like maybe we, we jump before we think sometimes, but I think in my, in my past, it's like it's worked out very well for me. But right before the season started last year, I had this wild hair, very 2.3 miles. I can't do that in kilometers, but 2.3 miles away. 
it was a uh, a five thousand foot uh, five thousand square foot shop opened up that we could lease. They wanted a three year term, and at the end, it was a triple net net. And here in the states, that means basically the leasee pays for everything. The land, landowner pays nothing. And um, in the end of three years, I would have been upwards to hundred thousand dollars. That's U.S. Mm-hmm. So that means a million you know, the, Canadian. <laughs> yeah, the conversion. Yeah. It's like a million dollars Canadian. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> but with G off on PPI, when we talk about things, I always say he has prices, and I said, "Well, that's U.S. though." <laughs> so anyway, but all that said, uh, Karen's like, there is no way that she's on board with this. Nope, not doing it. Not all. You need to find out some other plan. You need to figure something out. But she, she's like, I, I'm, I'm not on board with this. She says, we need to buy something. And I've always, at least probably before her, but at least in, in the, in the 11 years that I've known her, I've always wanted to be able to keep whatever duck boat I had indoors at, on the trailer so that, you know, sun during the summer and, and or the dew, you know, early season dew and or if we got a little bit of snow or ice wasn't in the boat so that I could, I could I just, you know, step up, step up my service a little bit. Right. Um, if it snowed overnight, even though I shoveled the boat out, there's still snow in the bottom of the boat. So I've always wanted a place to keep the boat. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling a little bit, but she's like, we need to find something. So we started looking, started looking, started looking. And all of a sudden here comes 3.3 acres on 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 a corner lot on a, a major state highway as well as a nice county road and it, the, the beauty of it is is that the property has zero restrictions so if i want to line up 10 duck boats and sell 10 duck boats or i want to sell 10 trucks or whatever i want to do even yeah. though it's natural like no one around us can say anything about it because there are no restrictions so it just worked uh greg steen steen homes greg steen thank you very much steen uh greg Greg found this and said, this is the perfect thing for you. Greg's been a good, friend. he's been a great friend over the years. Um, the old duck boat, the Banks, the Ontario, the Port Rowan, Ontario Banks boat is actually still sitting on his property right now. Oh, so wow. Greg's been a very good friend. And park all my parts and pieces. Um, this is a very nice neighborhood, but you know, this is not, this is not my kind of neighborhood. Lots of restrictions, lots of covenants and things that I can't do. Yeah. So um, the Pitboss Warhead, going to be a place that eventually uh karen and i will live there and um when you all come down in november if it was complete which i'm not so sure it's going to be complete in november but if you, if it was complete in november that's where we're going to hang out and it's going to be a place where i'm going to be able to continue to carve decoys that's awesome so so i'm just thinking like where you are right now like you've got you've got a pretty impressive view like from your deck right now where you're looking out over and, and you're right on, you're right on the water and stuff like that. Um, that's a small sacrifice. You're going to, you're going to lose that view, but the, the, the benefits the are going to, the big pictures is really going to pay out for you in the end, right? The big, the big picture is I have about an eighth of an acre here yeah. and I'm going to have 3.3 that Rye and every other dog that we own are going to be able to run freely and just, and just have fun. Um, you know, there's, Lots of wild wildlife over there. I've got a trail camera up. I got, I'm taking pictures of, of the deer that I'm feeding. And um, the plan is to put a small pond in and see if we can't get a couple. My neighbor has wood ducks. He has wood duck boxes up, so he's got wood ducks there. Nice. And um, it, it's just going to be the big, the bigger, the long-term picture. It's just going to be much better. But, yes, will I miss this right here? I will very much. But we're not going to have buffaloes in our backyard over there, what we do here. Yeah. In the 
refuge. So we're going to kind of readjust and pick our refuge to be something over there. That's great. That's pretty exciting, man. And I've been watching sort of what, and you know what, this is something I meant to comment a couple of times when I'm seeing you with the skid steer and stuff, and you're yep. trying to make it seem as though you're working, mm-hmm. but it just looked like you're just having a whole ton of fun out there. I'm having a lots of fun. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. It's not, well, I'm happy for you, buddy. I'm happy that you, you know, you found you're going to get your own little slice of heaven right now. And, and, you know, between you and Karen, you're going to, you're going to make it into what you want it to be. And, and you got no restrictions and there's nothing. It's only your imagination is the only thing that's going to hold you back at this point. Right. That and a checkbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is the plan to have like a great big, one great big shop, or are you going to have like a separate decoy making shop and a storage shed kind of? So it's going to be like a, what we would call here a, a barn dominium. So a pole barn that we have a living space in the main building will be 40 feet wide. I can't do that in meters. I'm sorry. By 104 feet long. So it's the main building is going to be big, uh, 16 foot ceilings. Nice. Of- it's not going to be finished, but the, the rafters will be 16 feet, have a 14 by 14 door, garage door, 14 by 14 garage door on the backside, have a 10 by 10. And then once that thing is built, because the way the pole barn construction is, then you can, you can inside, you can build whatever you want to build. So I'll have in the back corner, a, a dirty carving room. I'm going to have a very nice office slash showroom up front where, you know, um, Somebody, somebody shows up, they're going to walk in the office and that's, that's where that's going to be. So those are the, the two main buildings kind of in, in opposite corners of the building. I am going to have a clean paint room. But other than that, I, I just envision the thing being big and open. Um, there's going to be lots of storage there. And then off, off the front, it's going to be a T-shape. Off the front, it's going to be a 40 by 40 living space, which if we choose to use attic trusses, there'll be a, we're not going to live upstairs, but there'll be a second floor where there could possibly be lodging. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, so the idea is when you, when you like kind of the, don't take me too, too strong when I say this, but like kind of, you know, right here, it's, it's going to be the, it's going to be the, the total package. We're like, let's go see duck hunting. Let's, let's, let's eat, let's eat. Mm. Let's drink a little bit and let's enjoy. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for Brad showing that bottle. Cause Phil, uh, I believe, that our uh, campaign to bring bird dog whiskey into Canada is is at a standstill. So we've got to uh, kick that in. Well, let, let's 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 not go Canada. Let's go Ontario. <laughs> you know what? We got to get that hashtag going. Bird dog to Canada. Hashtag bird dog to Canada. Yeah. Make it so they can see that. Yeah. It it's coming because all our liquors provincially. All our liquors. All our liquor is provincially regulated. We want this shit in Ontario. Um, it's coming because I got a, me- I right. a while back and, and they sent me back a message saying it's coming. So, um, and then of course I, I pry to get more information, but their lips are sealed sort of kind of deal, right? Um, um, when it is, but, uh, but nonetheless, it, it's uh, small battles, pick your battles and, and just, you know, just chip away at it a little bit at a time. That's awesome. So now that we're, We've sort of uh, shifted. I want to talk about pit boss beer because that is something that I just really, when I seen those stickers being made, I'm like, what is he doing now? There pit we go. Boss Brown. 
Mm. Pit Boss Brown bourbon inspired 6.9. Who said it was a breakfast beer? 6.9% alcohol. It's going to be good. I bet. That must have been a that must have been a horrible job for you to do a taste test trying to figure out what kind of beer you wanted to do, eh? And and there's if you scroll way back on the back of the world's largest duck boat, uh, G from Finn City was here. So last year with COVID, so and I didn't know this, but actually at least in the states, beer cans need to be approved. You just can't make a beer can label. Yeah. So like the small. Smaller uh, craft breweries, they just have an aluminum can where they literally just put a decal on the can. So, like, they can kind of do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Somebody like City, oops, I'm sorry about that. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. So, somebody like Finn City has to have their can approved, the, the label and the can approved. So, last year with COVID, there just really wasn't enough time. Um, so this year we, we, we revisited it and uh, we have an August 1st release date. And um, what, what I tasted last year, I, I, I could drink, I could sit and drink and drink and drink. It was very tasty. And Karen, um, I, I, I need her approval in it. And um, Karen was, Karen was hundred percent on board with it too. So we just, uh, just, um, you know, uh, how about this? It's, it's local businesses supporting local businesses. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's awesome, especially in this time. I don't know how how the local businesses, uh, small businesses, are doing um, stateside, but up here in Canada, our our small business are, are certainly taking taking a big hit since this COVID thing has come in. So I, you know, I applaud you. Anything, anytime that uh, nothing against the big breweries or or anything like that, but it, it's awesome that you're reaching out and local breweries and, and these craft brewers, a little known fact that I didn't know until I was hanging out at a local craft brewery here. There are only three aluminum can manufacturers in the United States. Did you know that? Only well, three. I Mm -hmm. I've heard with the latest release, Finn City had issues getting cans. Yeah. So, so know, a couple know, years ago, I, the brewery here in uh, the brewery here in Kingston, uh, Spearhead, um, they had a huge they had, uh, when uh, when the aluminum tariffs were on, um, they had a huge problem trying to get cans uh, because there are only three three businesses or three places in the states that that are actually making aluminum cans if you can believe that so all every aluminum can in north america is coming from one of three places that's crazy I say, Ron? uh one of the local breweries that i frequent smokehouse um when the the big ship got caught in the, in the canal there they that's where they, that's where they get their cans from they get can we get all their cans from asia really uh, yeah so um they were running out of supply pretty quick so so we're getting a little bit off topic here but like how crazy is like if, if you're a if you're a business like like that a brewery like you must be just sea container after sea container after sea container full of cans in order to make that you know worth their while to be getting cans coming in from from asia like it must be just sea containers full of aluminum cans i would say and i think i think it kind of kind of real circle back to into like waterfowling and everything but um it kind of hits home like you know people need to be ensuring you know we're we're buying local and buy you know 
we we've talked about it here a lot about the outfitters and the guides and you know you know for with the border closure you know if you're a guide or an outfitter um you know the majority of your business is coming from the u.s but that's that's not going to be the case so i mean yeah they have they're going to have canadian prices um don't be afraid to like just you know splurge and and help support those guys because those guys might not be here when when we come out on the other side of this if uh if we don't help them out very good point and jeff that so with with the canadian like with with the u.s canadian border closed um has that have you seen an increase in demand i know i know you're booking up you always book up super fast i think he's wondering if the canadian border being closed affects you guys with your guiding service down in the states um I really don't get here. Um, like two, uh, two summers ago, they came down just to hang out with us for a little bit. So, I mean, in, in that respect, yes. But as far as actually you know, dollars, uh, at least my guiding dollars knows it's 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 very um, man. I bet you over the years, I, I I can't even say it's 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 one one trip every season is, is, was from Canada. I haven't had many Canada trips, but I don't think I've averaged one a season over the years. Um, so no, it, it has, that has not affected me. It's more affected us. What we can do, we didn't get to PEI last year. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't get in. And um, we're really hoping this year, you know, we, we, we can make the crossing into New Brunswick and head on over. And, and I think that speaks a lot to the amount of hunters that are in America versus in Canada, right? Mm. There's so many yeah. of them down there that, that, you have lots of the Americans coming to you, but here in Canada, there's not really as many. I don't know the full statistics. Someone else might know, but it, that's why we got, when that border is open, a lot of Americans come up and, and that's where the guides and outfitters. A third of the duck stamps that are bought in Canada are bought from U S hunters. I, so this there you number, go. This number, I'm going to say it's been a few years ago, but if there is 800, 900,000 U.S. waterfowl hunters, I was told there was 36,000 Canadian waterfowl hunters. Yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, if that number's not 100% right, I mean, it's still, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, it's a big difference. What I was, what I was curious about was with, with the lack of Americans being able to travel up to Canada, has it, has it increased the demand uh, more people knocking on your door now they don't have they're, they're not able to get up to canada are they are they pounding on your door even more so now i've, I've had a few people reference travel like because of covid so travel is, is something but um so for for what what whatever day it is in may what is it you know 10 11 12 10 like, or, right for, so for for my following day sea duck season I, I have four i have four days over so it's not I, I don't know. It's it's. I do have guys saying they don't want to travel as far. Maybe they don't want to fly. They'd rather drive. So so yeah. that kind of thing. So I, I have that kind of talk. But but as far
um, there could never be a thing called COVID and they would try to guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're getting a lot more people up here trying to mm. start their own guide services and, and make a foot in that, make it a reality. Yeah, for sure. So when you, when you said that a couple of minutes ago, a couple of seconds ago, what popped in my mind was, uh, again, my good friend, um, Jeff, Jeff with the G Wood on PEI and, and, and his friends too, when the border was closed, he was telling me, man, like, hey, you know, like Western Canada. It's about people skills. So you better, you better hone up on your people skills. That's what you need to hone up on to be, in my opinion, to be a good guide service because it's about interacting. Do, do we need to, do I need to put you on birds? Do, yeah, I need, I need to be able to do all that, but I need to kind of be able to entertain you. I need to be the tour guide. I need to be able to tell you you're here for three days. What else can you do? And, and I think it's, it's more about people skills. Um, being a good guide, I think is more about people or, or, an outfitter is being about people skills versus your ability to, to, you know, be able to hunt, hunt birds and kill birds because not, not that it's not that that's easy, but I mean, that is, I'm going to say it's the easy part of it, but it's, it's all the other stuff is, is what makes the good guide service. I think so that that's, that's number one. And number two, I would suggest you try to look into your, your glass ball and, and see the future is at least here in the States, it, it, there's there's big reductions coming there's people friends of mine that guide and i talk to them and say hey do you remember the 30-day duck season where it was a three-bird limit and they're like what are you talking about i see in the late 80s the our regular duck season it was a 30-day season and it was a three-bird limit he's like you're, you're messing with me right I'm like no i'm not messing with you it was a it could be in, in the atlantic flyway we could have a 30-day season a 45 day season or a 60 day season. We've been very fortunate over the years to have the 60 day season, six bird limit. But there was many years that I duck hunted when it was a, th- a 30 day season, three bird a day limit. So mm-hmm. I think that we're kind of in that direction of um, that. I think there's going to be big reductions coming. So there's a 20 year old around the corner from me that he's thinking about starting just a little mini guide service. And he was talking to me about it and he said, what do you think? And I said, well, my biggest thing would be, you got to don't, you don't have to answer me, but think to yourself, if you look and you find those birds and you go out and you take me on that hunt and the birds don't show up and we don't shoot a single thing that day, how are you going to feel about that? And what are you going to do? And I don't need to know. I just want you to think about that, go home because it'll happen. They're birds. They're not as much as we pattern them. And as much as we know, like, there is going to be a day where you might not get something and think about that. That's what I tried to tell them. But, so. And I would also say whether you shoot one or 121, it took the same amount of effort for you to put everybody to do the, to do what you did just, you know, to shoot zero or one bird versus if it was the, you know, the, the best day in your life, you know, it's the same amount of effort, whether the hunt is, is it's the greatest hunt in the world or it's the poorest hunt in the world. You still, yep. you still went through the amount of effort. Yeah, exactly. I would, you know, like 
you know, we got we got Ryan here that that's been out in Western Canada guiding. <laughs> Jeff, you you're you're a guide. We we Phil Phil does some guiding. Uh, Mark, Dave, I we've all been been with guides and stuff. And I think um, knowing knowing the three of you guys that that have done it professionally and, and getting paid, the attitude of um, when no birds show up to just say, well, they're birds and um, there's no birds today. Like that doesn't, I, I get it that you can't always have a banger every time you go out, but the quality of your, your outfit is what will get people to come back the next time. Right. So you don't just look at someone and go, well, there, there's no birds. So uh, sorry, there's no birds, but here's my money and I'll, you know, I'll contact, contact me next year. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be a little bit more. I know like Ryan, I've, I've watched, I've watched you guys on TV. Like there is a ton of pressure on you and all of your guides. If, if the morning is a flop, then the afternoon better be a banger. You know what I mean? Like there's a ton of pressure on you guys to make sure that, you can't just fall back on that excuse to say, well, there's no birds. There's no birds. Like there's still got to be, the customer still has to get something for his or her money. Is, is that a fair statement to make? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's not, it, it's going to happen at yeah, some point. And I'm sure it's I'm even to Jeff, like I'm sure it might be one in a hundred, one in a thousand. It, you're going to have your day. Like it, it's going to come, but um you know, most of the clients are educated enough to know when, you know, if it's that it's either the guide's fault or the, or the outfitter's fault, or it's just mother nature being mother nature. Right. So, but I mean, it is, there's a ton of pressure. I mean, that is, it's the driving force behind you of what you're doing. I mean, and we always talk about like the maturation of becoming like through a waterfowler. And I think you get, that's kind of the thing that drew me in the guiding and probably with Phil and, you know, and, and Jeff, like, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, you know, I've shot lots of birds. Like, you know, I, I, I like taking people out and watching them react to this new experience. You know, I get more joy in that, you know, so when you can do that, plus make a couple extra bucks simultaneously, like to me, that's that marriage. It's, that's the best of both worlds in my opinion. And, and it all goes back to what Jeff was saying at the start. Like, it's all about your, behavior and your attitude as a guide right i like those i like these guys that oh i went out with a guide service and we didn't see anything but we had this great delicious meal and yeah and you're looking at it and it, and it almost makes it sound like like the the one post i saw it almost sounded like the guy chose like oh we have no birds today i'll get the steak meal out instead of the the whatever you know it, but at the end of the day they're still going to put out that the great meal and they're the great time and the experience right like that's yeah. And I, I think that's, and, and exactly, I think that's, that's the key, right? Like, like Ryan's saying, and, and, and I get it. There, there's going to be days when, when the birds don't cooperate. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if the birds don't cooperate, it isn't a complete bust of a day. And that's what, that's what, you know, a, a great outfitter to play along, you know, your, your social interaction, Jeff, your, your ability to entertain the guests, Ryan, uh, coming back to a, 
you know, a nice lodge with a, with a hot cooked meal and, and some laughs and some drinks. And like, it's not a complete bus that you didn't get into the birds that day. And I think that's what makes a, a quality outfitter guide. The experience, the experience. And that's, that's kind of what I'm saying about being, you know, if my, my advice to somebody younger is that you need to be a people person. And um, that's, you know, again, on those days that are marginal, that, that kind of stuff, your, lo your local knowledge, the stories you can tell, the experiences that, that you've had, you know, that, that so as I get older, I, I, I've learned, I've learned so every day I learn, I get older every day and I learn so much more that everything is relative. What I've experienced and what you've experienced are totally different. So every, everything is relative. And, and when I was younger, I didn't really, I, I didn't think in terms like that. So you know, stuff that I take for granted, somebody that's from Texas or somebody's from Oklahoma or somebody's from Nebraska that's never been to Maryland. When I say, hey, you know, let's go to Crabs to Go or like, you know, we talked, we joked about Crabs to Go earlier, right? But like, I take it for granted that like seafood is here. So it's, it's right over, it's a couple of miles away from that, you know, it's right here in the water, it's everywhere. Well, somebody that's from Oklahoma, like you know it's not it's not for them you know it's not everywhere for them and it's a very special big deal for them to have that so that was one of my first things um if i can go off on a little tangent when i started cooking in the boat but like you know breakfast i need to do breakfast breakfast and i i, I we're chasing birds whatever whatever i'm driving the boat i i burned this that or the other and that's when i was like seafood seafood is what everyone does not necessarily have we do but people that come to the area don't have seafood and not that everybody loves seafood but that's where I kind of came up that, you know, doing, doing see, you know, chowders and, and soups because it's easy. All I was doing is really, really reheating. I couldn't burn it. Yeah. And it's something they had, they don't have at home. So it was a very, again, being relative, it was a very big deal. I, think I can tell you now that if people don't know crabs to go, they're not <laughs> following you because <laughs> man, I, <laughs> if that border opens, the first thing I want to do is go get crabs to go. Like that looks awesome. It was funny. So when Ryan, Ryan came on, I was just, just Jeff and I chatting and then Ryan came on and I was like, uh, and I said, Hey Ryan, I said, we're catching Jeff dinner time. First thing out of Ryan's mouth, he was like, crabs to go. And Jeff's like, no, no, we're on, we're on ribs tonight. We're on ribs uh, tonight, but. <laughs> yeah, ribs to go and they're gone. And ribs to go. Yeah. If it's not ribs, it's crab. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, and, and you know, Jeff, you, you're, you're a great storyteller. I remember, I remember, the very first time we had you on the show and we've got, and we got an entire history and geography lesson from you. And, and for anybody that, that listened, that knew you were on, you know, the East coast on along the Eastern seaboard and in Maryland, but there's all these, this little area and the history behind the Chesapeake and, and where you're located and all that stuff like that, you know, that's stuff that people will, will walk away with and, and they'll always remember, right? So you're right. You have to have, um, you have to be able to interact and, and make sure that it's a positive, you know, a fun, positive experience yep. or, or else they're not going to come back, right? 100%. And with the times, uh, I'm, I'm actually going through, uh, through um, a strong influence of someone good friend of mine to go back through some of the older stuff that I've done. I, I have been sitting, I've gone through some old hard drives and, and I guess I, I know the places that I've went, but like I've actually seen some video and pictures of places that I went when I go other places, that's what I want. I, I don't know what Seattle, I, I didn't know what the Puget Sound is. I know where it was, but I, I don't know anything about it. And I, I you know, I went to uh, 
the one year um, upstate New York, we went to um, um, Northern Ontario, Thunder, Thunder Bay, yeah. we went to the Delta Marsh. We went to, um, uh, is it uh, Prince Albert, uh, like central, North central Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like when I go to those places, when I went to uh, St. Paul Island in the middle of the Bering Sea, like I, I'm, I'm the tourist, man. I haven't been here before. So like what, what I want to see stuff. I, I want to be, yeah. Did I go there to shoot birds? Sure. But I want to see everything else that there is. Jeff, I'd like to know what the hell you did in Thunder Bay. Yes. Maybe. No, what is, what the, the one road that, so if I leave Ottawa and there's the one road that goes up and it's like at the highway 17, 17, 11. So Thunder Bay is down here. What From is Ottawa? It's a 17. Yeah. What is the top? Anyway, we shot some geese. Tried to try to shoot some, you know, shoot some geese. I thought it was Thunder Bay. Could be North it's, Bay. Maybe North Bay. Yeah. North Bay. Bay. That was where we were, North Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> There's also nothing to do with North Bay. Not much. Well, <laughs> North I, there's, Bay. there's something I want to, because I thought about the other day. There's something I want to say about the fellow we were with, and I, I don't know that I should say it, but um, you don't have to say his name, but you can say it. You can yeah. say it. <laughs> at, at very, he had his thumb cut off, like his thumb got cut off, and they cut his toe off and put it on his thumb. And I thought about that. I was down. He, he had a thought. You're you're fooling with us. Yeah, you're fooling with us. His thumb got cut off and they took his toe off and they sewed it on to make his thumb. I'm telling you the truth. And and the other day when I was riding around here, I thought about him. I'm sorry. Was that like on I'm his not, primary hand too? So it was hot, like he's hot. hitting like He's hitting the safety with his like toe, or like, uh, like it was right here. Yeah. I wanted to see his foot that they cut it off, but I didn't want to see that. You're laughing at me. It's not funny, man. Like he dude lost his he lost appendage. He lost a digit, and he sewed his yeah. his hand. That, well, that gave fairness, me a, he's, in fairness, he's gotten nine more. There you go. Uh, that gave me a Simpsons flash flashback, Doctor Nick. Ah, Mr. So-and-so with a man with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. <laughs> I worked with a guy out in, uh, out in Alberta. We called him Safety Joe. Only had these two fingers on one hand. Safety Joe. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. I'm being sincere. There's been all kinds of thoughts in the past, the past 10, 12, 15 years of stuff that I, I, I thought I didn't remember, but like definitely watching some video and watching some, you know, pictures of, of it has reminded me of some stuff. And I thought, I can't remember his name, but I just, the other day I was riding around. I was like, dude had, he had a toe right here on his, like he cut his, it was like in a combine or some farm piece of equipment. He oh, cut yeah. his thumb off and they said, Hey, we can put your toe on here. And they put his toe on his hand. Yep. Now he's missing a toe. Yeah. That's, maybe that's something they do in Canada. They don't, I've never heard of that here. Huh. Right. But he can still do this. Yeah. <laughs> With a toe. Hey Jeff, I wanted to. Uh, yeah, please change the subject. <laughs> yeah, um, I tried to follow a line, and I tried to get as much information about it as I could. But but the whole decoy weekend that you just recently had, can you can you like give us an idea of of what that was all about? Because it was a pretty big deal. It was. I, I so there's a couple different facets to it. So it was something. It was a big honor, a big honor for me to be chosen from the Happy Grace Decoy Museum, decoymuseum.com, to be the 39th annual 
honorary chairman of the Decoy and Wildlife Art Festival. And we tried to have it in 2020 and it didn't happen. So they're like, 2021, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to readjust there a little bit. 20, it's going to happen. So they used the public school, used the middle school for, for the most of the show. And eventually the board of education in that county said, look, we just, we can't, we can't justify telling teachers and parents that their kids can't take gym, but we're going to let you guys have a thousand people in the gym. So we, we can't do that. So basically the two day, it was a three day show turned into a two day show turned into really just one day show at the, uh, at the, at the museum. So, um, so I guess basically I was kind of, um, um, and, and uh, I was, uh, what was like, not, not a, it's not a hall of fame necessarily, but you know, my, I'm, my name's in the museum as a third ninth honor, honorary chairman, uh, I have some decoys in the museum, which is a, a really big, it's a big thrill for me because, you know, decoys are near and dear to my heart. I used to volunteer at the museum way back in the day. Um, I've been on the board of directors, uh, for many, many years. And when we moved, you know, three hours away, so it's to make, for me to make the meeting, you know, it's a six hour drive. And so basically I just kind of, you know, kind of said, thank you, but no, thank you. Um, but that, that was basically, it was a one day show just on Saturday. It should have been Saturday and Sunday. Then this is where it's going to turn into maybe a, a shameless plug, but our, our very good friends at, at Molly's place, sporting goods. Oh, I was going to bring up Molly's place. So go ahead. Plug. E easily found on route 213 in Kennedyville, Maryland. <laughs> Molly's.com. But anyway, <laughs> So there's basically there's three owners, two brothers, and a, another very nice woman, Miss Lori. And I was telling Chicky about, hey, I invited them. I said, hey, we're having this party at the museum. We're going to go on the second floor. We're having a party Saturday night, May 1st. And um, I want you guys to come. We're going to, you know, Karen, I like to have fun. So we're going to have some fun. And, and much like Molly's Place Sporting Goods does, they like to sponsor stuff. So they're like, Jeff, is there a place for a bar? It's like, sure, there's a bar there or there will be a place. He's like, well, I'd like to sponsor the bar much like he's done for yeah. the, the dinners on them with the, the, the um, ducks unlimited and Delta waterfowl where, where Molly's graciously steps up and, and sponsors the bar. It's like, Hey, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, yeah. I've got a very good friend of Molly's Michael McKinney and McKinney catering. I said, yeah, we got Michael. Michael's going to do some pit B for us. And he's like, Chickie's like, wait a second. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, we're going to have Michael do pit B for us. He's like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, Karen and I are having this party. He said, this isn't a decoy museum party. I was like, no, no, no. I said, just, we just want to have fun. Yeah. He's like, he gets up. He, he's like, stop. We're sitting in his restaurant. He's like, stop. He starts texting. He's like, I, I got this covered. So the next morning, here's a, here's a fact about me that many people don't know. When I talk on my phone, I always talk on speaker. First off, I have nothing to hide from, from Karen. Karen's my best friend, my wife. I have nothing. To and secondly, when I hang up, if, if, if I'm not on speaker, she doesn't know what just took place. So, so she starts, she becomes a lot of my conversation because people know that I talk on speaker. Like they're like, uh, can Karen hear me? Yep. And you know, she'll say, hi, Chicky, how are you? So anyway, next morning at, at six 30 in the morning, Karen's getting ready to leave. Chicky calls and again. He's like, miss Karen, can miss Karen hear me? Yes, she can. Miss Karen, do I have permission to take over? She said, Chicky, that's not expected, but it would be very much appreciated, but that's not expected. He's like, don't worry, I got it covered. So a simple little pit beef, little little drink turned into a, a live music, a DJ, fresh oysters, <laughs> you know, a bank off the chart and fireworks after 
at nine thirty at night. It was just, it was much, much more than uh, anything that I could could expect. So there was a lot. Now, you know, here, come here. I'm gonna tell you a secret. There was a lot of alcohol. <laughs> there was a lot of alcohol being 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 not abused, being used, being enjoyed, and responsible. Hey, um, Royal Black. I was told I need to put my phone away. Just enjoy. You put your phone away. So that's why there was not a lot socially put up about the pit boss after party. That's that's amazing. <laughs> that was that was one of the shows that I wanted to go to this year. I wanted to go to NWTF again, Harvard of Grace, and the Call of Palooza. And mm. I'm sitting in my living room instead, watching YouTube videos on it all. But, oh guys, I'm so I don't know what I've done. Oh no, don't worry. Sorry, right, free plug, man. Yeah, we got you. There we go. I'm sorry. I, I, I swiped and I lost everything. So next year will be the 40th annual Dequa show. It'll be two days, hopefully. So if anybody wants to come down, there's talk about that. We're going to try to have the party again. So I, I don't know that that's what's going to happen, but um, if not, there'll be a very, a very small after party. But yes, if you guys want to come down, plus you got to get here November 24th and 25th, November 24th and 25th. What we are definitely, we definitely, once this show is done recording, we are definitely going to have a chat between the five of us and see if we can, if we can figure this out and, and make it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Six seats. Six seats. We, seats. I, we, I've got a sixth. So, uh, so that's, that's too easy. Ryan, uh, we'll pick you up. Uh, we'll pick you up in Bangor or something. Oh yeah, it can be. It can, logistics is a yeah. No, Jeff will have to teach us how to do the fa- the uh, the lives on Instagram, so we can do a live yeah Instagram there when we're doing that. Yeah, we can like, do a lot. We can do a lot of things when you're here. Do yeah. you have Wi-Fi on that boat? It's so big, <laughs> <laughs> or at least two of every animal. Yeah, I, 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 is, I, is there a stripper pole? <laughs> way to go! Way to class her up, Phil. They yeah. nothing but the finest. I don't, but, but on the bus that Molly's drove over from Molly's place, sporting goods to Happy Grace, there was a pole. And, and you know what? The other thing is like, I'm excited to be able to come down and, and, and actually meet you face to face, shake your hand, give you a hug. Um, but I want to walk into Molly's place as well. Like I want to mm-hmm. see this place. Like I really, really do. <laughs> it seems like it's, it's becoming one of those bucket list places that you just need to you need to check. It's like Max so, rings, right? You just gotta check that so, off the, the box. So Molly, Molly's place sporting goods, that's where we can get your licenses and anything else that you need. And then somewhere on your trip, we're gonna go to Crabs to go. Yes. Oh yeah. That's that's like fucking maybe That'd be my priority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're gonna do this. There'll be a trip um, to Crabs to go. There will be a sit down with Jeff making some phenomenal ribs. We need to get Molly's to go drinking cups. Yes, we do. For, for the Crown Royal Block. Yeah. Or the bird dog. Or the bird dog. I got to say, every time Molly's, I've been to the States. Molly's Place Sporting Goods actually stocks bird dog. God bless. Now, how is God this place? We'll get we'll, heaven on earth. Arrange it with Chicky. I will text him. When you tell me the date you're going to be here, I'll text him. I will make sure there's at least a case. 
If you need more than that case, let me know, but there'll be a case of bird dog. You'll, I'll tell you right now, you need more than a case. <laughs> <laughs> so so have a case back. Right um, I wanted to talk. I keep watching and, and, and I know Karen is a, is a big part. And, and you said she's your best friend. She's your wife. You yeah. got so much together, but I don't know how much was Karen a shooter up until she started with the nine mil and, and going to the range. Like, was she a shooter before then? So she comes from Australia. Right. They don't like guns. Yeah. She wanted, she's wanted a handgun forever. And it's Maryland is not. So each state is very different. There's federal laws, but then states are very, you know, each state's very different. Maryland is not gun friendly. I was like, Karen, please, let's, let's just get an AR-15. Like, and I came home from Molly's with an AR-15 and she was kind of like, she turned her nose down. Although after I had to say, after she shot it, she's like, she said, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, you still want it. She's the one. The reason we have handguns is because of her, not me. But it, it, it is something that she's certainly taken on board and she, she oh. seems to be enjoying the hell out of it. I, you know, every, weekly, she shoots better than I do. Well, in, in the Army, um, it is like we've always said that um, at, at the base level, like with zero, with zero experience, women are normally a better shot than, than men. At, at at the base level, right? Because oh. they they listen better than us. That's why. Yeah, and, and I just I think they they uh, they dumb things down a lot more than what we do instead of making it uh, a little bit. I just want to point out that when you talk about without getting into the politics of it, when you talk about her being from Australia, I would think to myself, I would want to have a handgun because the spiders there and like all the animals there. Snakes and toads, the cane toad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, just lick them. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. She's being bashful. <laughs> she, she is being bashful. Of course she yeah. is. But, but Karen, like, honest, honestly, Karen, tell me how much fun you're having shooting right now. He he it guns. looks like you're having a hoot. Yeah. I said, the reason we have guns is because of you. I said, I wanted to AR-15. AR you wanted a handgun, so we have handguns. Yeah, no, I, I did not grow up with guns in my life, that's for sure. So, but um, yeah, when I came over here, I don't know, just had the had the ability. I, you know, took my kids when they were little just to the local range. And I think she saw Dirty Harry, and that's what she said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so what are you leaning towards, Karen? I've seen you shoot, you shoot, you shot the Beretta, the Glock, and yep. I think uh -huh. the, uh, the P320, right? Yeah, that's that's my um, yeah. Big, big, yeah. The, uh, the three the twenty or the APX, the bigger yeah, one. The three twenty. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like, so that's your go-to. That's your your favorite. <laughs> With the names, but yeah, yeah that probably and the and the SIG. Yeah, it's my. I've been watching those vids for the last while, and and you've been progressing pretty good. I gotta say, the groupies <laughs> keep it tighter. <laughs> She says, I want to shoot. I just want to keep shooting the same hole. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. well, you keep practicing. We come up there next year. You can be security for us because, you know, <laughs> millions of followers and whatnot. So. That, that would be pretty awesome, eh? Yeah. Just just bust in through somewhere and have, have Karen in the front. So just kick the door. Karen, Karen will be our entourage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, at, uh, next to uh, 
World Headquarters. World Headquarters yep. is a uh, local deputy. Yeah, deputy. So he has apparently has a gun range in his backyard and has um, invited us over there. So I'm going to be hopefully getting a lot of practice soon. There you go. Nice. There you go. I don't, I don't want to invite Carol because we we're talking <laughs> about handguns. They brought up the handguns. It's like, what, what's the whole thing? And I said, it's because of you. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. That's all. No, I love it. I love watching. I love, I love seeing your time in the range and, and, and squeezing off a few rounds and, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like Mark said, uh, progressing real well, like I, and I'm a horrible shot with a pistol. So, uh, I definitely won't be trying. I definitely won't be challenging you because you put me to shame. I know it. It's fun that the, um, the virtual thing is fun. The zombies yeah. and all yeah, that. So <laughs> you're, you're shooting paper. They have a they have a they have a protection screen that somehow it picks up how you shoot, but yeah. So a zombie, if you shoot him once in the head or twice in the body, you kill. Yeah. We used to uh, we used to play Battleship all the time on the range when I was at the school. So I don't know if you guys have those papers yet, but those are good. Not seen that. No. Yeah, get, look on Amazon. Everything's on Amazon. But yep. get the Battleship ones. It's fun fun to play with pistol at the range. But you you're talking about like it's an actual projector screen on like it's a blank <laughs> sheet of paper. And there's a projector screen, and you—it's actually like zombies coming at you. Yep, coming at you, and like you, you know, they're moving, and there's and there's—it's not zombies. There's like the other day, uh, Sunday, shoot, like they were shoot, throwing up pumpkins, and you know you could shoot mm -hmm. pumpkin. Like it's just, or you—I I like the junk. If I was going to do one, I do the junkyard. Like you're walking through a junkyard where like stuff kind of pops, like you're walking through and stuff pops up at you. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's it's actually it's really cool. We yeah. joined the it's brand new. It's got twelve lanes, heated air conditioned. It's got a nice ventilation system, um, and you know if you if you shoot more than twice a month, it makes sense for what the hourly fee is versus the you know the the, the um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's we just go there and you know we bring our own bring our own ammo. We don't have to shoot theirs if we want to rent a gun. We can rent a gun from them. That's how she got the three twenty. Oh. She rented. She yeah. rented. A that that's a question I have right now. So are you guys experiencing a shortage in nine mil ammo right now? MyMollies.com. Buy the box or buy the <laughs> Everything comes back to Molly's. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm being sincere. Though. Like they have yeah. tractor loads. Molly, well, they have I, all I'm gonna say is they have tractor trailer loads of nine uh, of multiple ammo, but definitely nine millimeter coming there. Your authorized zombie apocalypse dealer. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. That's so wicked. How about how about lumber? They got that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make plywood cheap again yeah. yeah so have you guys caught up with this whole like we have a whole little fuel shortage right now so yeah i said i seen uh, a buddy of mine sent me a picture uh south carolina today and it was a guy he had his uh had a trailer and and you know those big uh those big white plastic like water i'll yep. call them the big water like if, if you've got a cistern agricultural type things yeah and he was yep. filling that up with with gas in south carolina just to try and beat this so i, I do like the best of ipi ipia ice as well as i need to buy my lottery tickets so i went to my local 7-eleven right out here they know me i took my mother's car because her, her car is gas she's like hey if you could get some gas for me there was like 22 cars jockeying trying to get gas pumps so like I'm not I'm not gonna mess with that. So I went in and and you know got my ice, got my lottery tickets, and um, the the woman running it I know, a guy pulled up with twenty 
five-gallon jugs in his truck. He filled two of them up, and she came out and said, you know, ran inside, said, shut pump number eight off, shut it off, shut it off. And they 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 continued to have or ensued had this 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 yelling match of like, she's like, this is ex- you're exactly what's wrong. You're you're hoarding this. This is not, you know, why are you doing this? When you people do this, just like toilet, if you came in and bought toilet paper, paper towels, whatever, you're you're buying much more than what you really need. And this is why there's a shortage because you're doing this. She's yeah. like, get the F here, don't come back. Good for her. He, was, he started cussing her. But like it, it, the reality is the truth. That's that that that's how this stuff starts. When somebody if he came in to fill his truck up, that's fine. But he had a pickup bed full of, of, of gas cans. Then he started filling them up. And she's like, shut that thing down. I'm sorry. There was a uh, skip tank in your truck. There was uh, so when when COVID hit and, and you brought up toilet paper and it made me laugh because when COVID hit, we we had all that hoarding of toilet paper and stuff. So so at the Costco. Um, like people are just, just buying all the toilet paper at the Costco, right? So once they all figured out that we weren't going to run out of toilet paper, our Costco here, people started coming back, trying to return toilet paper, right? And Costco's like, no. Yeah, I hear them. <laughs> Costco returned, they were trying to return it. Yeah, and and they said no. You're not returning it. You were you were an idiot and uh, tried to take from everybody. So uh, live with your your lifetime supply of toilet paper you got in your uh, in your spare bedroom right now. Um, deal with it. But her her point was well. I mean, at, at, you know, as I sat there listening to it, like her point is a hundred percent. Like, of course, feel, that's fine. Like, drive away. Like, why? You're taking gas from normally that somebody, the next person or five, you know, 10 cars, you know, later than you, that they're just going to come fill their vehicle up. They're not going to have any gas because you filled up all these extra cans for yourself. Yeah. So anyway, I guess it's half empty, half full, however you want to look at it. But like, but her point was, I actually, I had to, I kind of agree with the point of like, you know, you know, dude, you're, you're, you're the issue here where like, you're, you're making it harder on other people because you've filled your truck up and now you're filling up stuff that's, you know, that you just want for gasoline. Like you want to have extra paper towels or extra toilet paper. Yeah. No. And you know what? I applaud her really for good, for going out and doing it because you know, he, there was probably five people in the lineup planning to do the same thing. And, uh, and she just called that dude out and, and it just saved somebody else some embarrassment really because mm-hmm. you can be sure there was somebody else going to probably try and do the same thing. She, she knows my truck's diesel. So she's like, bring your truck back. We have plenty of diesel. And she said, the other thing was Karen that, that, so we have three grades, generally three grades of gas premium, which is most expensive. She's like, nobody's buying premium. So she's, I have plenty of premium gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a uh, little bit more pricey. That's why it's still kicking around. Right. Exactly. So Jeff, but, good. now that, you know, now that um, you, you've got this off season now and, and you're starting to starting to build up and, and book your book, your fall and everything. Have you, have you worked in some time where you're now going to travel? Cause I know last year you went down to Texas. Um, you went down and, uh, and, and had some fun down there with those guys on, uh, on early teal and stuff like that. Are you booking yep. some, some personal time for yourself to just, you know, be able to unwind and just shoot some birds on your own? 
Karen, thank you. Thank you, love. Has given me permission. Texas, the Texas trip. It's on the books. I think it's 10, 11, and 12 of September. Awesome. And then her her pay, thank you. Her payback is that what day in October? So we're we're gonna take a good two weeks. And again, like if PEI is open, you know, the border's open, that we're headed, that's where we're headed. Awesome. And is that the same Texas Teal with uh, JJ in them? Yes, exactly. From exactly. lifetime? Yes. Yeah, so the, the hotel is is Peter's family's um, it's a historic hotel that they own privately. We, well, everybody calls it the hotel in Providence City. And yeah, man, it just last year, the, the, the times I've been there before have been excellent teal hunts, but last year, and that's, that's the best puddle duck hunt. It, it's, man, it's just, it, it's just the, the whole experience is just off the, off the hook. It's all, you know, it's just top notch and, and yeah. Yeah. And, and lifetimes involved the uh, quack rack led, uh, stingray led lights. Nice. And then, you know, a bunch of other you know people like myself that are involved with it. It's just and, it's, and you it, guys and it's just just a bunch of good old boys just having a bunch of fun, just shooting some birds, right? There's nothing serious. Eagles are checked at the door. It's about having a good time. Yeah, yeah. What I like is the hunt is is one hour, and then it's twenty three hours of eating and drinking. <laughs> I was gonna say earlier. The, uh, one of my favorite things about every time I go to the States is the food. Every time I go down, and I've been there a few times for hunting, but mostly it's for, for uh, vacation reasons. But I would say my most memorable moments there are eating some amazing food. <laughs> you know what I love about the States food is the portion size. Man size. There's that. Man size. That's right. Texas Roadhouse. Oh yeah! Man, um, first time I went to a Cracker Barrel. Oh, oh buddy, the <laughs> best. So, so I've been in uh, in Fort Leonard Wood in, in Missouri. So I was there for I don't know like three months and uh, living in a hotel. Uh, and once a week, I would treat myself and I'd go to a Cracker Barrel, right? And I'd just mm. have you know biscuits and sweet tea and the whole bit. Um, so just across across Lake Ontario here in just upstate New York. My wife went across a couple of years ago uh, to do, do some shopping uh, with some girlfriends. And that's one of the girls said, we'll stop into a Cracker Barrel and, and, and have, have a bite to eat. And my wife goes, oh, Damien talks all the time, talks about Cracker Barrel and how good it is. And she went in and had her fried chicken. And she's like, the best I've ever had in my life. And I, I'd like to say that my wife and I are connoisseurs of fried chicken, so uh, it, it's a big compliment. Well, you need to check out Royal Farm Stores because it is world famous fried chicken, and you do that when you're here on November 24th and 25th. <laughs> Man, how are we going to fit that more in the crabs to go? Yeah. Have you written that down? Have you written those dates down, Dave? So, what are we going to spend three hours hunting and the other 21 eating? <laughs> I think so. I'll come back big as bears. Yeah, you, you definitely need an extra day in and and or an extra day out, just so we you can get to have the grace, you can get the mollies, you can get to you can get to see everything. That's awesome. Wow. It's a good thing the border doesn't have like a way station, right? <laughs> like, like we went to the dump the other day, and I'm notorious for like we go to the dump, we dump off our stuff, and then I go to the the metal bin section and I check, and if there's good steel there, I'll throw it in the trailer, right? Well, this time there was like those um, those plates from a disc from a tractor, like a tractor disc. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's a pile of them. So I just threw them all in the trailer. They could go up to the station 
And the lady's like, ah, somehow you're weighing in heavier than you, <laughs> you can. <laughs> we owe you money. That, yeah, that's actually, what, good, what are you going to do with those? That's a good trip, eh? What am I going to do with them? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to make one. You're like my, something you're like will my, happen. You're like my dad. Like, <laughs> Hoarder. I'm a sucker <laughs> yeah, for a exactly. good deal. Free <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome. deal. Yeah. So, so Jeff, you know, in case somebody hasn't had a chance, and I can't imagine why they wouldn't have listened to a past episode that you've been on, but talk about what a day or, or a trip out on with Pit Boss Waterfowl out on the water with you. Tell us about what a day entails a hunt, uh, how it looks with you. Yeah, thank you. So back to talking about guiding and you know, the birds or the birds or the birds, my biggest thing day in, day out, or my anxiety or stress is what is the wind you want to do? Wind makes waves, and I want to be right out on the ocean because that's the best place to, to you know, see the maximum amount of birds. And on, on you know, windy days, days that it's just been rough, I can't get out there. So that's generally typically when I have an off day, it's because I'm not on the ocean, I'm on the back bay, and it's just, it's just not the same. As I like to say, you know, the back bay is not as advertised because the ocean is where it's on. And, um, you know, when it's super windy, super rough, we can't get out there. That said, the other thing is like when it's the water right here is like slick, slick, like a pond, it's like a mirror on the ocean. When it's like that, birds still fly. If you're sitting in a big boat, the world's largest duck boat with decoys that aren't moving and like birds kind of come up to you and they just like, yeah, and they just kind of, they just kind of slide off and, and don't finish good. But Generally, usually meet about an hour before sunrise and um, get out there and get set up. And, and I'm between the Delaware Bay, the mouth of the Delaware Bay and the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay. And um, usually you know, we're, we're set up and ready to go right about as sun, the sun's kind of peeking over the horizon. And uh, some, some mornings we have to sit and wait just a little bit for them to fly. But, um, man, it's, it's it, generally and typically if you don't get them, it's because you didn't hit them. And um, it's, it's, it's very sea duck hunting to my mind is very social like wood ducks where like it's the first half an hour or, you know, the Texas teal where it's the first hour and it's done. Sometimes, you know, nine, 10 o'clock is, is the best flight. Sometimes it takes them a little while to fly just depending on you know what time of the season it is. But, uh, you know, I like the, I'm looking at the world's largest duck boat right now in the lift. I, li I like to, you know, I've got big comfortable seats in it. I like to try to cook you something during the morning. Uh, as long as it's not too rough and yeah, I just want you to have a good time. Another thing, I don't take a gun with me. So it's about you shooting and not me. So I'm trying to shoot a, a video camera or take pictures. Something that I tell younger guys, like, are, if you're guiding, you take, are you, you going to hunt or are you, are you, is it about them hunting? So, you know, I don't think that, um, and I, I know there's situational things where like a guy needs a gun, but generally, typically, especially the way I run my, there's, Three of you, four of you, five of you, six of you that have guns. I don't need a gun. I'm trying to get a trying to get a down bird. So um, I, you know, I don't take a gun. I'm, it's a, it's all about you. You having a good time and, and and during the morning, I like to try to tell you about the area and, and make sure you again, like if you're you got an extra day in or out, that you stop at Habitat Grace, you stop at Molly's, you stop at the Ward Museum, <laughs> go down to Assateague and see the wild ponies walking around on the Sand Barrier Island, and um, just you know that you enjoy the area. Well. For Christmas, my wife, because of my growing up on the East Coast, I had always wanted one, um, and I just never ever bought it. But Mark told my wife that 
I should get one for Christmas. So my wife went out and bought me my Southwester that I grew up. <laughs> I grew up wearing one of these when I was in the fishing boat. Um, and then those cold fall days when you're out and it's definitely not the Atlantic Ocean by no means. But this would be an awesome place to break that thing in is, is down. Was- November 24th and 25th, 2021. I think uh, I think there's a hashtag. Yeah, there. but just so we're clear, crabs to go isn't seasonal, right? It's open all year round. <laughs> yeah, hey, John, and Mark, will make sure if you guys show up, they're open, but they, I'll make sure that they will be there to be able to serve you for sure. We'll put his kids. Ryan's college, biggest question you. is, how close is the closest all you can eat restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> Where can we get snacks? All you? Oh, I. IHOP. You can eat all the pancakes you want. I've got IHOP under my belt, but I can go for it again. I can go again. <laughs> okay, so um, in Salisbury, there is a Golden Corral. Have you done Golden Corral? I have, but yeah. I can go that again, too. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm like, I'm like we're, okay. I think we're all the same. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Harborside, although I don't think it'll work out because Thursday night will be Thanksgiving, but Harborside has all-you-can-eat ribs and steam shrimp tomorrow night, Thursdays. We're going to go there tomorrow night. Man. Good to know. Coleslaw, french fries, cornbread, ribs, and shrimp. As many as you want to eat for sixteen ninety five. That's U.S. Man, we couldn't shoot a bird, and I'd come home happy by the sounds of this one. Yeah, yeah actually, well actually, shooting yeah. birds is – you know what? So I, I thought about this earlier. I remember watching videos. Jeff had taken videos last year, some fellas out – out hunting and uh it's probably going to give me a little bit of anxiety if i ever get down there and, and we're we're in the world's largest duck boat because i've seen them rip into some dudes that that's missing birds and i've heard i've heard that laugh right down in your belly jeff coming right out at fellas that are just just lead them. on birds lead them lead them <laughs> Lead him, lead him, lead him, lead him, lead him. Shoot him again. Shoot him again. Shoot him again. All right, let's take a boat ride. <laughs> yes. What is your limit for uh, waves or wind? Oh, waves or wind. I thought you meant birds. So, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's really more of the direction. So, like, our shoreline is really, like, northeast, northeast to southwest. So a northwest strong wind, although you would feel the wind right off the beach, it, it may be somewhat flat because the wind is kind of like, you know, you're kind of in the lee of the island. So it's kind of flat. Whereas if you had a, let's say a, 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 an east wind at, at 10 knots, like it could be like really big waves coming into the beach. So it's, it's, it's just really, it's situational. We look at these four k Noah and the, and it's just a guess. And, and, you know, so I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a, a marine forecast that's updated every four hours. Then get on the internet and see like these buoys, the buoys that are out there, but they're like always lagged, you know, like two hours or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is a real time um, right at the inlet, just a wind directional and wind speed at the Coast Guard station. So it's like this kind of like you're trying to take you take this, 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 and like where should we go? Like, like best educated guess. what's the like strongest you've been out in i've in the banks boat i've been in stuff that 
like waves are busting over the bow. I will say that in the new boat, the Duckwater 32, the world's largest duck boat, I have not had a wave come over the bow yet. But I've been in I've been in swells so big that literally like the, the decoys disappear. We're on like there's the way there's a swell between the decoys and the boat. You can't see the decoys. Birds land and like they landed behind the wave. But it was but it was like there was like 15 seconds apart between the swell, but the swells were really, really big versus you know, like a, a two foot chop or a three foot chop. It's just like bang, 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 bang. So it's just, it's just, you know, it's kind of the, I almost say it's uh, what you're comfortable with, but it's like the two extremes where like you could have a super big swell, there's no wind, but there was like a storm offshore somewhere versus, you know, like it's windy. It's not really that bad, but it's, it's, you're like, we're getting wet, we're getting sprayed and we're getting, you know, we're getting smacked. What's the typical shot size you guys run down there? Like here, we talk about last episode, we did uh, ammunition and we talked about number twos and BBs for geese. And we all said number four for ducks, but then the guy we had on said number six for ducks. Okay. So I'm a guy that likes, I'm about the pattern. I'm not about the shot size. I'm about a very good pattern. I think, I think the last time I I talked about this with Donald, um, saying like Donald told me, like, it didn't matter what shot size you shoot. You should go buy a case of it, and that's all you should shoot. So you could get, you could learn, and you could be proficient. Your combination of your gun, the choke you like, and the shot size that you like. That said, day in and day out, I, I'm about to pattern like smaller size. And our, our good friends at Molly's, MyMolly's.com, along with Federal Ammunition, came out with the Sea Duck load, duplex load. I like the fours and sixes stacked on top of each other. And then he also came out with a, a BBs and twos, but I, I'm, I'm about small shot on, on a bird. that's deep when coming right at you. I like small shot. Good. Where'd Damien go? I think he's got some uh, giveaways to talk about. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. So this would be a great, a great opportunity. Now, just a, a little bit of an intermission here in the chat and, and, and an opportunity for us to get, say a big thank you to all of our, you know, listeners and the people that have been following us for the past year and stuff. And we had sort of been uh, preluding to this about, um, you know, some prizes and stuff. So our good friends at Real Geese, um, they, they were really, really generous to give us some stuff to give away. So so we have our, our first contest is going to be, um, <laughs> who's got the hiccups? Someone's got the hiccups. <laughs> oh, Billy, I keep hearing it. I'm like, what's going on? That's awesome. Um, so, so we've got, so our first contest is going to be uh, three dozen real geese decoys. That's going out for, uh, for one winner. Then our second, we're going to go with uh, just a second. I'll be right back. Talk to talk amongst yourselves. Bill, hold your breath for 30 seconds. Deep breath. Put <laughs> I, don't know if I, could, I don't know if I can do it that long. If put you it pass all in, out, that's long enough. Yeah, put it all in your diaphragm like you're doing a big hail call and just flex your <laughs> abdominal muscles and hold it. No, no, no way. Works every time. Come on. Damn cigar. Yeah, my five-year-old can do it. I know you can. Yeah, so our second prize from our good friends at uh, Maritime Goose Hunters. So we've got a Maritime Goose Hunters um, T-shirt. And a bottle, Jeff. You have not seen this, but this is the Punisher branded beard oil. That's going to go out. That's going to be prize number two. I got to get a bottle of this down to you. You need to find this. You need ten bottles. Yeah. Um. 
we've got a bottle of the uh, Punisher branded uh, beard oil made by our good friends right here at Educated Beards, another veteran owned company. So that's great. And then um, third prize, we're gonna give away some more beard oil and then the Punisher Waterfowl branded um, shop shell savers. So take your box. Uh, just a, a real simple design, but something that uh, I'll keep those, especially if you're in the world's largest duck boat, you got that salt water spraying in on top of you. This would be the excellent, excellent piece of kit to have. So we've got three awesome uh, prizes that we're going to give up. Dave's going to tell us exactly how you're going to get those because I have no idea. Dave is the one that's going to come up with the rules of this. So Dave. So we're going to do all three ways. Ways or nothing. So we're going to have three ways to enter. Like, comment, share on Instagram. Like, comment, share on Facebook. And like and comment on YouTube. And if you do all three, we'll give you three entries. And subscribe. Oh, don't forget to subscribe and hit that whatever notification bell or whatever the whatever the kids say. And what is it? The same thing for Pit Boss. And then what were you saying, Ryan? You said something about they had to tag a buddy or something too, right? You should be tagging three friends too. Tagging that three friends. There you go. For all those as well. That should be a bit of the, uh, there should be a rule as well too. Spread, spread the love. Yeah. So, so your spread. comment has to be on Instagram and Facebook. Your comment has to be tagging three friends. There you there, go. How's that? that there you good. go. So, and obviously um, there's a method behind our madness, right? Everybody, we're trying to get the word out about the about Punisher Waterfowl and the Union 0430. Grow the circle. Grow the that's circle, right. that's right. Um, so those are our three contests. Get in on them. Um, we'll ship to your door. Um, no issue right there. If you are stateside and you win um, the real geese, Decoys, our, our friends in Ohio, uh, Craig Mintz and Real Geese, they'll ship right from Ohio. So it'll be a little bit smoother of a process to get those decoys to you. Philly's killing me with those fucking hiccups. Oh, it's driving me nuts. <clears throat> Hold your breath, I'm telling you. I'm trying I, that. I heard a rumor. Yeah, let's hear it. Real, I've been on a couple phone calls. Real Geese is trying to bring, at, bring back the sitting duck V-boards. Really? I've heard yeah. that rumor. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I think I, and uh, yeah. one thing that we should all be excited about is that Craig Mintz and Real Geese like to do everything all North American made. There you go. It's not some of this stuff shipped over from whatever other country. Yeah. It's all he's he purposely sources it all through wherever he can North America. Yeah. So there you go. And, and uh, you know, and, and we can't say, and obviously, right, we can't say enough great things about Craig and, and Real Geese because, you know, it, and, and let's, let's say how it is um, for, for us, a small time group of fellows in Canada um, to be able to, to do something like this, have, have Jeff Coates from Pit Boss Waterfowl come on for the third time. Um, and then, you know, a guy like... <laughs> <laughs> a guy like Craig Mintz. Uh, what, what, what is that Phil. noise like? That, is that hiccup? I'm really hearing Phil's that. Phil's got the hiccups. Yeah, Phil's got the hiccups. All right. All right. I'm sorry. 
I didn't mean to interrupt. But. No, that's awesome. But you know, um, it really, it really do show, and and it makes us know as as a as a team here that you know what uh, what we're doing is is you know it, it's good. Craig and, and his crew at Real Geese, they put it on in the shop while they're working and, and they listen to us and, and they love, they like the content and they like the content enough that, that they, that they said that they wanted to sponsor the show. Right. So it says a lot about us and, uh, and we can't be, uh, I can't thank, thank them enough. Look, can I, can I jump in? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I should be looking here, but I'm looking over here, but anyway, so it was it was late October. I was rigging rigging decoys in the garage out front, and like I had I, I caught up on all my all Union Four Zero Four Thirty podcasts on YouTube because I just let them. I got on your got on your channel, and they just went one after another. And I I had, I had many hours to be busy out there, and, and um I, the ones that I had not heard I caught up all at one time. So it is it is a very cool um platform to broadcast from youtube i love i love the fact that it's video and it's just not audio yeah um and and you know what that's that's the trick right now because you know uh people that i talk to so i talk so clodio on garo so i talk to clodio right and Clodio's like i'm not a podcast guy i'm a youtube guy i like watching the video i like i like seeing your faces and and seeing the way you're interacting and then we get some more guys that are well we're not really we're not really um, video guys. We, we just want to be able to listen to it on a podcast. So with this, and, and so I'll put the video on and then Dave will take it and then put it so that it's streaming for the podcast, right? So we get the best of both worlds and, and it, seems to, it, it seems to be a good balance to keep everybody I think happy, it, right? Which is I, I think cool. I agree. We have diversity. That, that. That's one way to put it. Hey, I was going to say, I could touch that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, you know what? Uh, I think uh, I think we're uh, we're at our we're at our limit here now. Um, you know, I, I'm really at a loss uh, for words, and and that doesn't happen very often. But again, I cannot thank the the four of you. Uh, enough for for coming on and and being with me for the last year. Uh, I know Dave uh, Dave's invested into it, so he sort of kind of got to be here. But uh, Mark, Phil, and Ryan, um, you guys take time out of your busy busy schedules to come and 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 do this and and commit to it for the past year. And I, and I hope that I, I can rely on you for another year and another fifty episodes because I honestly do believe that what we are doing. Um, it, it is good. And, and I think there is some education that comes out of it. And then when we have people like Jeff that comes on and, and can add his expertise, it just, it just adds to how great this show can be. And we've only scratched the surface. We haven't even remotely come to our top end yet. Uh, and it's only going to continue to keep growing. And, and I got you guys to thank for that and, and amazing guests like, like Jeff for for coming on so um boom uh love is and and can't thank you enough for this you know what i uh i think the same thing and for people wondering jeff is here on our 50th episode because when we first started this up it was like 
we'll get a whole bunch. We'll showcase people that we know and that we're friends with. And then Damien, we were talking about it and we said, Hey, let's shoot our shot. Let's try and get one of these waterfowl celebrities on. And, and Jeff was the first one we reached out to and he was there for us and he helped us out. Jeff, we can't thank you enough. Not only for coming. Oh, what's going on? Dave's froze. Everyone's froze. like I, i'm a guy just like you guys i may be older than you guys but i'm just a guy fortunate and blessed to do what i do you know karen is a big part of what i do and like somewhere along the way earlier on why did i guide because i i didn't want a regular job <laughs> that's what i tell people so mm -hmm. man like congratulations to you all and like it, it's just Anything you do positive is, is much, 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 much better than people are doing things that are halfway negative. So, you know, 50 episodes in a year's time, it's just only going to get better. You're going to grow. And, and again, it's YouTube. It's the podcast. It's, 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 the, it's the union of both work union, 0430 of both worlds. And, uh, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. So thank you. Oh, it's awesome. And, and again, I can't thank you enough. We'll do a round table. We'll give you the last word, Jeff. Um, so we'll start right down, uh, Ryan. My internet is crap, boys. So um, the kids are home now, so they're soaking up bandwidth. Um, Ryan, go for it. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on again, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. Um, I have to have the uh, awkward conversation now to go tell my wife after this that I'm going to Maryland in November. But and 20th of November. Yep, you got it, buddy. We'll we'll be there and uh, prep uh, prep Molly's place and crabs to go because I'm coming for it for more. <laughs> it's on. Oh no! So there, we got we got a funny story. I just want to interject it just in case Jeff hasn't uh, Jeff hasn't heard it. So Ryan and I went out to Western Canada a couple of years ago, and uh, where we were staying with the guide, um, they had a, a little a local Chinese food place, and Ryan would go in there and just absolutely destroy that place in chicken balls. And we used to make a joke that whenever he'd walk in, they'd be like, Oh no, chicken ball man is here again. And uh, so I feel bad for crabs to go when Ryan. But Oh no, you must leave. You must leave now. No. Yeah. They're not making money on me. <laughs> yeah. Philly. Oh, uh, Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you on again and everyone else that's been on and, and supported the show and the episode for the past year. It's, it's, I've been honored to be on here for, for a year now and 50 episodes. I haven't made all 50, but I'm glad to be here for the 50th. And to all those that are out there that are watching, subscribing, liking, et cetera, et cetera, we greatly appreciate your support and all the sponsors and all the big guests that we've had on Jeff yourself Craig's been a huge, huge supporter. Brad Saunders from Dixie Decoys, Wade Shoemaker, like the, the list goes on and on. And we're absolutely honored to have all you on here and support and inevitably grow our channel. And uh, we hope for nothing but the best in the future. And thanks, Jeff. For sure. For sure. Thank you. Well said. Mark. Right on, Jeff. Good seeing you again. Uh, really appreciate you coming on for 50. Uh, I think I've been here for most of them, except for maybe like three or four. I think I managed to get in a good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, I got to say, if we come down in November. 20, when? When, is when, it when we come down. 
when we come down in November, we got to sort this out. Uh, I hope the weather creates some big swells on the water because I never have as much fun as when it's like a roller coaster. I love being on the ocean when it's like a roller coaster. That's just me. So hopefully that's how it works out. And maybe we eat Molly's place right after instead of right before. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that all works out. For sure. Yeah. I look forward. Jeff, I don't have to say thanks for all the support. Thanks for everything. Every single guest, every single supporter, everyone that's been even contacting us, talking to us, we truly appreciate it. Hey, love you guys. Surround yourselves with good people. Thinking of you, we are. Oh. Jeff to you, buddy. <laughs> Final <laughs> word to you, Jeff. All right, so first, can, can I request something? Absolutely. Of course. October, I think from Shaw's Cottages on PEI, Brackley, yeah, Brackley Beach. I think we should do this from PEI if we could. Yeah. Oh, that can be done. It doesn't work out, but I think it would be really cool to do. But aside all that, and so look, November 24th and 25th, like you're going to have to figure like, it's really going to be like November 22nd, 23rd. 24th, 25th, and like 26th, 27th. So, like, you know, it's going to be like a nice block, right? It's like two days of hunting, five days of eating. Okay. I'm just saying, so like, just you factor in, factor that all into it. But as sincerely as I can say, Punisher Waterfowl, the Union 0430 guys, it's always, it's been an honor to be on for the third time and episode number 50, your one year anniversary. And man, thank you. Thank you. You guys are positive. I, I, I like to think that I'm positive and, it's all good. So congratulations. I wish you many, many more years of the zero, I'm sorry, the Union Zero 430 podcast. And and I can promise you this, Jeff, as long as you're uh, going to answer our emails and our messages, um, this will not be the last time that you'll grace this screen. Um You'll be on a bunch of times uh, in the future, uh, and we love what you're doing. I I love watching and and trying to figure out what you're at every day. Um, it, it is uh, completely awesome, and and I cannot thank you enough. To 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 end this show with um, nothing but positive. Listen, we are 100% as advertised. There are no egos here. We are not experts. We just love one another's company and we love talking bird hunting, family, and just all around being decent human beings. And I think that's what we need. We need more of, of this and less of uh, what can you do for me in this world? Keep putting out the positive and, and nothing but good's gonna come. And like I say, and Dave alluded to it, surround yourself with great people and nothing but great things will happen for you. This was episode 50. There's 50 more coming, I am certain of it. And year two, uh, Jeff, here's your invitation to episode 100, buddy. Um, episode 100, it's, it's you, you're in the book. So um, if you don't make it now, um, it's because not because of us, it's because Jeff didn't want to come on everybody. So put the pressure on him, make sure he's here for episode 100. 
It's because Jeff didn't get the email. That's why I won't do it. It's <laughs> awesome. Everybody, thank you so much to all the guests over the past year. And, and I'm not even going to try to, to start naming you out because I know I'm going to miss somebody. You have no idea how much it means to all of us, all the support, everybody that's listened, everybody that's watched, everyone that's subscribed. It's been an honor. And here's to 50 more. Big love, everybody. Salute.